Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live today from Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code ZONE at checkout and get some awesome, awesome deals on uh, these uh, delicious bars. I mean, they really are. They taste uh, amazing. They have here on the packaging 100% real chocolate, zero guilt. And I'll tell you, Gordon, uh, we talked to Brandon about this a little bit, but as a, as a parent, and I'm sure you know, uh, you and Lisa know about this uh, for a long, long time, a little, uh, you, you don't like throwing candy bars at the kids. At least I don't uh, for our <laughs> three-year-old. And being able to to uh, give them something that tastes good, and that I don't have to feel guilty about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, that, I know exactly what you mean. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. So uh, and now and now you're telling me they're they're going to melt down some built bars and put them in broth, and I'm looking gonna, forward to that gonna release. Broth out some built bars, <laughs> mint brownie <laughs> broth. Mmm. No, you doesn't you've that sound them? appetizing? You've tasted them. I've tasted them, uh, and uh, uh, my my entire family has tasted them. And uh, thumbs up here, man. How about uh, a, a little chicken noodle soup in uh, peanut butter brownie <laughs> broth? Mm, sounds delicious. <laughs> okay. Let's get out. To, let's get out to the zone phone. Uh, joining us, of course, uh, you see him all the time on the television. No big deal on the jazz broadcast. He's uh, our friend Thurl Big T Bailey with us here on the Big Show. What's going on, Thurl? Hey gentlemen, how are you guys? Hey man, we are we're great. The jazz season's back, uh, and and I'm ready to go. How about you? You feeling good? I am. It's good to be employed. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> You're here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, starting out on that note, uh, Thurl, what of of all the things that you are that's captivating you heading into this season with this particular team? Is there one or two? Uh, guys or things that stand out to you? Well, you know, I'm I'm actually a, I'm a big fan of familiarity. I mean, I think that you know, change change is hard sometimes, and it takes it takes a while for some guys to really get acclimated to certain systems. But you know, I appreciate the the fact that the Derek Favors is back and he's familiar with the guys and the and the philosophy, and so. Um, I'm excited to see his return. Um, I also, what comes to mind is commitment, you know, keeping a guy like Jordan Clarkson around who could have gone somewhere else. Um, but I think to me and, and listening to him, it's about being in a place that he really enjoys his teammates and the philosophy and the coaching style. Uh, and the freedom that he's going to be able to have in the, in, within the context of what the Jazz are doing for him to do what he's what he's capable of. And we've seen some of it here early in the preseason. Thurl, Gordon and I talked a bunch in the 2 o'clock hour about Rudy Gobert and his contract negotiation uh, eligible for a, a possible extension. And uh, my question to you is, 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 as a former player, what's that like? What, what's it like trying to keep your eye you know, on the ball, so to speak, and, and focus on your basketball, but you've got this other big thing going on, and you're, I know you hire your agent, but it, it's got to be kind of hard. 
you know, it's 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 only hard if you if you don't channel it in the right way and put it in perspective. You know, knowing that you have a job to do um, and concentrating and focusing on that, knowing that um, that things will get sorted out one way or the other. That's the business of basketball. Everybody goes through it in different ways. And I think um, that, you know, Rudy's no different. He knows he's made his mark, not just on, on this team, but in the league. And um, I don't, you know, I, I think depending on your personality, you don't let it bother you go out and you play. You play with that attitude that uh, it's going to get taken care of. Thurl, of all the guys who would be coming off the bench, uh, which do you think will play a, a big role? I mean, Jordan Clarkson is Jordan Clarkson, but is there, are there any surprises there? No, I don't know if there's any surprises. Um, you know, obviously, Derek Favors will will probably spend a lot of his time coming off the bench, giving Rudy those minutes, uh, those rest minutes, but also I think you'll see him in there with Rudy, uh, depending on who, who the Jazz are playing as well. But, um, you know, I, I just don't see any really surprises. I think, you you know, some of the young guys might get an opportunity. You know, Royce's position is going to be flexible. Uh, the minivan, George, George Niang, I think he has a very important role as well, uh, as important as the three-point shot is in this league. And to the Jazz team, who are going to be putting more up I think than we saw last year, uh, and when you're the best in the business at it, you just kind of accumulate guys that can knock it down. But I'm going to say George. I think George has to be consistent, knowing what we know about the other guys who are going to be taking that that bench mob role as well. Thurl Bailey is with us here on the Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Um, Thurl, if the first two preseason games are any indicator, the Jazz are really going to try and bump up the pace. What are your thoughts on that? From this team and what it can do for them, I like it. Uh, I think I think fans of today's NBA basketball lo- loves it too. I mean, if you can play with that kind of pace, um, and you know, it's going to really rely depend on. Obviously, the Jazz. We're always talking defense with them. Um, of course, offense is just as important. You got to be able to score in this league, but. You have to be able to score in a lot of ways, and if your defense really um, kind of predicates on uh, on how fast you play, you cause the team to turn the ball over. You're down the other end, popping threes or, or getting to the basket, shooting layups. So I, I like the fact that they they will play upbeat. But the other side of that is they got to get back upbeat too, right? I mean, your defensive transition has to be um, up to par. I think that might be. One of the areas that the Jazz need to improve going into this season um, is when you're not having a great shooting night or the defense is, is keeping you from doing that, you got to get back and not allow them to have those those upbeat baskets as well. So uh, I like the, the upbeat pace for the Jazz. I think they've got the, the characters that, that are able to do it, um, especially when you're putting the ball in the hands of guys who can push it up and get it to where it needs to go. Thurl, which combinations uh, do you think will be most effective for the Jazz? And how do you feel personally when Rudy and uh, Derek are on the court at the same time together? It's a great question. You know, I, I brought this silly little thought up with Bola the other day um, about the movie The Avengers. 
you know, when it first was talked about coming out, I was trying to figure out how in the world are these writers going to get all these heroes in and give them equal time or, or script them to the point where everybody gets something. And I look at Quinn's team in a way, and I see his system uh, is geared around a lot of guys doing well, right? I mean, you've got your, your guy like Donovan Mitchell, who uh, the bulk of uh, the responsibility, especially offensively, is going to go to Rudy Gobert. The bulk of the, the rim protection is going to go to. But in order for you to really be successful, a lot of guys have to do a lot of good things well. And when the, when the Jazz do that, we see – you know, five, six guys in double figures, the three points are going and things like that. So I think in answer to your question, um, I think a lot works depending on who you're playing, right? Because there are other teams in the league that are, you know, that their defense is going to be better. They know what they need to do uh, to keep Rudy from going to the rim, things like that. So I think it'll work depending on who you're playing. Um, and so uh, I don't think it'll hurt you having rim protectors in there and having a, a, a bigger guy who might be able to guard a stretch four or five as well. What, do you, what have you thought of the rookies in Azubuke and Hughes, Thurl? Um, I, I like what I see so far. I mean, it's, it's hard to really judge in, in the preseason. Um, they've been kind of thrown in there and given some time in, in certain you know, minutes game that allow them to do that. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think Azubuki, you know, I saw him play in college, and I think he's raw in certain ways, but he also has an attitude of toughness about him. I think the Jazz can develop. Uh, and you know, I love the fact that, that bigs aren't a dinosaur, right? I mean, they're teams like the Jazz that need them and utilize them, even if they're not great at stretching the floor and shooting threes. Um, they still protect the paint. And... You know, when you got the the NCAA's leader in field goal percentage at seventy four percent, you can't go wrong with that. Thurl, Jake, and I were talking earlier about how this game tonight will look, how Quinn will utilize it to prepare his team for the regular season. Do you think the guys are tired? Are they out of shape? Do they need some time, a lot of time on the floor tonight, or do they need to just? kind of do a little less uh, exertion and smooth things through during practice? Well, it's, it's a different time, right? So it's everybody's trying to adjust to, to something new. And, again, change isn't easy for anybody, but some guys handle it better than others. Uh, I think it depends on who you are as a player and how much you kind of put in before uh, – this season has started. You haven't had a lot of practice time. You haven't had extended preseason games. So, you know, some guys are using it for getting in a little bit better shape. Uh, some guys may not need it. Some guys just may need maybe they got some nicks and bruises from from uh, practicing and stuff. But there, there's nothing like getting out there with people other than your teammates, like that, that you're practicing against every single day. So, um, there's some good and, and, and probably bad, too. But every team has to go through it. So with everything being equal, you know, I think it's good to have the season going. And you have to kind of gauge those guys that need a little extra rest, which I think you'll be seeing more of throughout the league with, uh, you know, the 72-game schedule. 
Thurl Bailey is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, uh, Thurl, I don't know how closely you followed the, the kind of Clippers locker room situation the Jazz take on the Clippers tonight. But, you know, if you believe they're reporting, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and their kind of special treatment within the team created a lot of division last year. And uh, my question for you is, you know, back in the day, I know John and Carl got a couple of things, you know, their opinions were heard on a couple of different things. And where's that line where you can treat your big time players a little bit differently but you don't want to alienate everybody else how delicate is it to walk that it shouldn't be i mean these are and from with today all is social media and and it being it, out the locker room being public looks like we may have uh yeah, we may have lost Big T. Uh, go ahead and, and throw Thurl on hold. I wonder if we could could get him back. But uh, I, I'd be curious. You know, uh, Gordon Thurl spent a long time in NBA locker rooms. And uh, uh, Thurl, if if you're back with us, kind of start over on that answer, if you would. You were breaking up a little bit, but talking about uh, locker room chemistry. I'm sorry. You hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Are you hearing me all right now? Yeah, we got you. Or maybe we don't. Okay. Uh, well, well, we appreciate Thurl uh, jumping on with us. And actually, and we didn't get a chance to ask him about it, uh, but Thurl has a, a new book out. And I'll just read here from the, the description. You can go to ThurlBailey.com. You can get a discount if you order before December 20th, 2020. So jump on it again, ThurlBailey.com. But here's the description. From the hearts and minds of champions, Thurl Bailey invites you to learn the secret of how a special group of individuals led by a dreamer were serendipitously, I say that right, Gordon, uh, brought together to achieve greatness by winning the coveted 1983 NCAA basketball championship against all odds and how you and your team can choose to have that championship mindset. Uh, we've got Thurl back. Uh, uh, Thurl, uh, let's, let's talk about your book real quick in the couple of minutes that we have left because I, I really want uh, you to get a chance to talk about that because it sounds great. Well, I, I appreciate that, but I, I really want to answer that first question. I'll only take 30 okay. seconds to answer. Sure, I think the difference, the difference in it is, listen, you got social media now, so you've got guys who can say stuff that gets outside of the locker room. But listen, every team has marquee players that get preferential treatment on certain things. Um, and if you're part of that team, I mean, you understand kind of the hierarchy that goes with it. It's the same in any other job, really. Um, so, you know, a lot of guys just need to grow up and and, and not take it so personally and, and understand what everybody's there for. It's to win basketball games and to hopefully win the championship. So that's all I got to say about that. Cool. Well, let's talk a, a little bit about your book. I love the story of your, your national championship and it's try. it sounds like you're trying to take a few of those kind of principles and things you've learned and, and help other folks. Well, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I know the one thing I think COVID has done, for me, if it's anything good, is to give me a chance to just kind of uh, reevaluate and uh, and work on things that I, I think are really important. The book kind of came out of that. Uh, and what I did was I interviewed all those folks who were on that journey with me and the team and 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 got some really amazing stories of things I didn't even know. And, and what the book really is about is about how people can have their own individual journeys and kind of serendipitously come together to do something great. And um, 
it's a it's a teaching book. You know, a lot of people know the story, but they don't know a lot of the characters. I mean, even if you read the story of, you know, a guy who walked, who who was a walk on on our team, uh, he talks about his role, and he talks about how his job was to make guys like me better. So to be to kick my try to kick my butt in practice and just make me get to the next level. So some great stories in there about teamwork and just individual success and failure um, that I think people can learn from. And with each story comes kind of three takeaways that people can take away and three pointers uh, in a basketball term using that little loosely. But, um, you know, it's a great book for sports folks, not, not even just basketball, but corporate folks who are trying to put together a great team and trying to get that championship mindset. And last thing before we let you go through a compliment, because I don't know if you know this, but uh, Alema has been doing football Fridays with us uh, this football season. So we do two hours with Alema every Friday. And I mean, how you put up with a prima donna like that is, is really uh, beyond me, Thurl. I tell I you what. I don't see that side of Alema. I don't know whether it's, <laughs> it's you guys that bring that out of him, but he's just the most humble uh, guy that, that you'd ever want to be around. So I'm not sure what's causing him to be that prima donna to you guys. I'm going to have to have a talk with him about that, though. I made that. You know, and it's not, it's not, it's just, not just that, Thurl. You're also – you also got to put up with Bowler too, and Jake. Thurl is the most patient man I know. Man. I have a feeling that you guys are saying the same thing about me to them. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. <laughs> oh, I appreciate man. you guys, and uh, they, anyone who's interested can go to thoroughbailey.com and and pre-order the book and read some excerpts if they they like to as well. Thank you, Thurl, and go Wolfpack. All right. Thank you, guys. <laughs> That's the great Thurl Bailey. Again, check out uh, his book, Order Before December 20th, and uh, you can get discounts by going to thoroughbailey.com. That's thoroughbailey.com. And that is one of the great sports stories of all time, Gordon, that national yeah. championship run from NC State and Jim Falvano. And uh, it's it, incredible. I'm sure there were many, many lessons uh, that uh, that team learned that are applicable to a lot of folks out there. Yeah, and, boy, that seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? One of those games was in Ogden, right? I believe so. I'd have to go back and look. I think they beat Indiana in Ogden. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at it. But I know that one of those games was was here locally. But, man, one of the – What are we looking at here? Is that 37 years ago? Don't do math on the air, Gordon. It's it's never good. Yeah, probably not. It's it's never good. (laughs) It It was a while back. And I remember it, man. I was watching that game. And you're right. That ending was just out of this world. I mean, one of the all-time great moments yeah. in the NCAA tournament. And that's saying something. No doubt. All right. We're here at Built Bar. We'll get to more coming up next. Stay tuned. But uh, jump online, builtbar.com. Use promo code ZONE. Get some amazing deals. And uh, Brenna is uh, joining us now. Uh, where do you want to go on this one, Brenna? There's so much cool stuff that you guys are, are doing down here. It's not just the delicious bars. It's really a lot. Well, I guess uh, Johnny's not here, so that means I get to turn you on. My bad. No Hello. Worries. Hello, Brenna. Hello. I got to do my job. I apologize. It's my first day. I don't oh, know if you noticed. Welcome. But, uh, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> All right. Where are we going? What do we want to talk about? Um, I don't know. There's really so much greatness about Bill Bar. Let's talk about the new flavors of the Immune Boost Plus. Yes, I like this Because I know the immunity is kind of everyone's. It's a hot 
button topic right now with COVID and flu season and should you gather with your family? Should you not gather with your family? But this is an amazing drink to keep your immune system happy and healthy. Um, it's just a mix in that you put in your water and they dropped three new flavors. Ooh. Pomegranate green apple. My wife would like that one. Apricot pineapple and lemon lime. So I love starting my day off with these. Um, Sometimes I don't love to just get up and drink a cup of water. Right. I just pour this in and it gives me that like boost for the day. There's a lot of B vitamins in it, B12, um, 1100 milligrams of vitamin C, zinc, echinacea, manganese. I mean, it's 100% of your daily vitamins. So wow. if you start your morning off like that, I mean, can you fail? And you're I, you're I, ready for success. And I'm guessing like everything else you guys do, it's delicious. It, uh, it tastes so good. I like it a little more um, saturated. I like to drink a lot of the water out of the bottle first and have like eight-ish ounces left. And then it tastes like Kool-Aid. But if you do it on a full bottle, that's fine too. I love It'll it. You have it down. More. I know. <laughs> I'm like, this is, my, this is my method. <laughs> that's so amazing. I do have my favorite flavors. It's my my favorite of the boost is the pomegranate green apple. It's that really good. That sounds really good. And then the second one is apricot pineapple. And if you are a like Gatorade fan, the like lemon lime Gatorade, the lemon lime boost tastes a lot like that one. Does it? But my favorite Gatorade is the white one, so I didn't love the lemon lime. I see. So you'll stick with but, the pomegranate green apple. Yes, yes. Oh, that sounds amazing. But they're great. All right, so get online, builtbar.com. Find out what works for you. Maybe it's yeah. the bars. Maybe it's the broth. We've talked a lot about yeah. it. But find out what fits into your life and what you're looking for and, and be healthier. Totally. And immunity, a big deal. Big, big deal, deal these days. Yeah, no doubt. All right, builtbar.com, promo code zone. Builtbar.com, promo code zone. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you. We appreciate you. All right, more next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. If the way you look that much, oh, baby, you should go and love yourself. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Don't forget, we've got Football Friday uh, coming up tomorrow. I believe it's going to be our final Football Friday. So make sure and tune in from the warehouse, 2 to 6, 18, 25 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. We're here at Built Bar. Check them out, BuiltBar.com. Jake, what has your experience been? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> oh, I have my own thought. But your experience with Football Friday. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I've, it's, I've, been, it's been fun. Oh, I've loved every second about it. We, we were joking yeah. with, uh, with Thurl in the, in the last segment. And uh, Alema is absolutely a pleasure to work with. We love uh, Alema <laughs> dearly. And he's, he's, he's been great. He and Coach Mack are a, a terrific duo. And uh, I, I was excited to do it this year, Gordon, when I heard that uh, that was going to be moving to the big show. And it's it's been even more fun than I thought. So I, th- I think it's been great. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy it, too. And I still I still want to go to Hawaii sometime when when Alema is over there. Oh, man, I'd go, to, I'd go to Hawaii with Coach Matt because he's got everything dialed. Yeah, Ma- yeah, You're Mac never paying too. for a round of golf. Yeah. <laughs> 
we could just ride on their coattails that's, all the way through the whole experience. That's what right? I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. I want to go play the most beautiful golf courses in the world for free. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> We take the big show on the road. I, yeah, let's get that funded. Where's we'll take football on Fridays the on the road? Whatever you know. Yeah. So that's coming up. Uh, that's coming up tomorrow. Let's let's talk a little Pac-12 football here for a second. Larry Scott uh, making some comments, and we were uh, today uh, talking about a variety of things. We want to play a few of those and uh, and then react. So Austin, let's let's start wherever you want to start and uh, get to some of the things that the, the commissioner of the Pac-12 was getting to today. Before the season, I know you talked about the Pac-12's hope to still be included in the playoff conversation. And now, as, as it stands, USC is undefeated, and still it's only ranked 13th. Do you feel like there's anything more you or the conference could have done to help the Pac-12's top team be a part of that conversation? And what do you think it says about the conference that its top-ranked undefeated team is behind several two-loss teams from the Big 12 and SEC? Yeah, well... We um, we clearly understood Ryan. We were starting the season later than others uh, for a variety of reasons, including um, approval from the state of California, state of Washington, state of Oregon, only on September 27th. Uh, the commitment of all of our coaches and football administrators to health and safety and wanting to make sure we had a full six weeks of uh, ramp up to get ready. Um, and they didn't want to shortchange that. Um, and then, you know, an extra week between October 31st and our starting November 7th, where our presidents and chancellors felt it was critical to take an extra week and have full consultation on our campuses before we uh, were starting the season that ultimately led to the decision to start on the 7th rather than the 31st. So those, you know, I think some of the uh, reporting has missed three of those unique factors in our league that led to our start date. And with that, we knew that we were going to have less games uh, than other conferences uh, going in. And unfortunately, along the way, you know, even even USC um, had uh, had their issues and lo lost a game. Um, so um, we knew we had a very thin margin for error. Uh, but these decisions were, you know, based on on values, uh, priorities, you know, led by our presidents and chancellors, and these unique challenges we had in terms of state approvals. Uh, being late and a level of consultation we wanted to have on our campuses. So um, I think we understood that, uh, you know, we're going to be playing some catch up there. Having said that, um, you know, USC has had a fantastic uh, season, uh, a lot of, a lot of really compelling games and close games uh, that they found a way to win. Uh, and at five and O oh, uh, with a chance to play, you know, a excellent program, you know, big brand in Oregon Friday night on a big stage. We absolutely feel that they're deserving of consideration for the, for the playoff. And, um, you know, I certainly understand this is a, we said, uh, everyone said going, this is going to be a challenging year for the committee with more subjectivity uh, than ever. Uh, having said that, you know, we're, we're disappointed at where USC is in the standings, you know, compared to uh, the only other 5-0 and team and, and seeing some two lost teams in front of them. We've expressed that and are going to continue to express that to the committee. We don't think USC has gotten the respect they deserve. All right, there you go. That's uh, Larry Scott talking about a number of different things. But do you think USC is getting the respect they deserve, Gordon? 
It's tough to say because, as you always point out with these teams that have played five games, I mean, how much respect do they deserve? Yeah, I see. I'm totally with you there. I think they're getting the appropriate uh, amount of respect. I think Ohio State's getting way too much. Yeah, and when you, it's funny because when Larry was talking there, he said, yeah, they've had a lot of kind of thrilling close games. Well, you know, I mean, they've shown a way that that they've found a way to win. Eh, You know, they've played some pretty mediocre teams and nearly lost. And I understand that neither you nor I really like to get into the whole comparative score thing or anything like that. But I just don't think SC has been all that impressive this year. But uh, they, I believe that they are the best team in the league. I mean, we'll yeah. see what they do against Oregon. I, I would anticipate they'll they'll beat the Ducks because the Ducks have been underwhelming this year too, this bizarre year. But, uh, you know, I, I just think it's impossible to, to evaluate. You know, one thing this whole thing is doing, though, is, is – uh, uh, making it obvious the flaw in the system and, and the downside of having a selection committee that everybody thinks is is uh, or did think that was the right way to do it. And it's obviously not. I mean, <laughs> their their justification for their decisions is, is just uh, inconsistent at best. And I, I think it just points out like how flawed having, you know, people who have uh, a stake in the game making these types of decisions. I mean, you know, Florida dropping one spot after that loss to LSU is just laughable. Yeah, there, there's too much pressure. There's too much bias. Uh, there's just the way college football is constructed. <laughs> I don't know whether it's worse than what the BCS was doing, but it, it hasn't improved it as much as we had all hoped. Oh, I, I think it's gotten worse as far as selection goes. Well, I, I always thought that people would find a way to do the right thing and would be able to, uh, you know, not rely on maybe these statistical computer computations and whatnot. But uh, I, I just, I, I think they're looking out for their own interests and, and, that's unfortunate. That uh, precludes opportunity from some deserving teams from time to time. And really, it seems like it's the same, almost the same teams, or they're drawing from the same programs nearly every year. Well, here's, the, here's why the BCS was a better system, in my opinion, Gordon. Because in, in theory, if you use uh, the, the coaches' poll, because they didn't use the AP poll, right? Am I remembering mm-hmm. that correctly? It, using the coaches' poll, it, you're getting, hopefully, some sort of only bias toward one school, right? You know, uh-huh. you're only biased towards your, yourself, really. And you, it's the, the, the sample size is wide enough. You get a, a fairly decent idea. And then the thing with computer rankings, Gordon, is they're provable. You can say, oh, I don't agree with this. Why did this happen? And you can look at a part of the formula, right? You know, whether yeah, maybe see, you didn't yeah, like the, it, but, it, but, but it's, it's provable. Here with a selection committee, these guys are just pulling explanations out of their uh, wazoo. And, and it applies to some teams but doesn't apply to others. It's, it's, it's stupid. The, the old yeah, way the, of selecting teams was way better. See, I, the, here's my problem with the way it was, is the numbers that were being put in to the formulas, I think they were biased from the get-go. 
But you can change those, and they did often when something didn't work. Remember when they got rid of the strength of uh, what the the margin of victory element of it all, and everybody's like, "Oh, get rid of the the margin of victory because you're just encouraging blowouts." And then when they actually did it, the the backlash was. Well, that team barely beat that team. They shouldn't deserve to be. Put the margin of victory back into the formula. You, you can you can uh, fix it, and you can identify what works and what doesn't, as opposed to just being at the the biased opinion of some bozo from Iowa. And, yeah, but and already if you're if you're, ju- if you're judging the <laughs> some bozo. Really? I'm just picturing that guy, the, the head of the committee right right now. That dude is a bozo. <laughs> Have you been following his explanations yeah, for why they do I, what? Yeah, it's 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 crazy. But uh, how do you like? How do you measure strength of schedule? If 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 you think someone is playing certain teams that are tougher than others are playing the opposition they're facing, then uh, I mean, how are you assigning quantitative value? to those particular teams. There's some subjectivity that comes in to the process right from jump. A lot less in this case than you do with actual I don't know. I think, it gave, I think it gives folks uh, sort of the false impression that, that it's being somehow more scientific, but I, th- I think it was flawed, yeah, just like this one is. Was it flawed or did it not bend and sway with a popular opinion like everything else? My memory of it is that it was frustrating, but but then you combine uh, but, but, that. But, but I the... really, Jake, I really thought that this committee was going to do things differently, and that was naive on my part. Yeah, I, I, I thought that they were going to do what they could to do the right thing, based on real human eyeballs, real human brains, and and understand situations that maybe computations wouldn't, but. No, well, the truth is the basketball that. selection committee is biased, too, except for the only, you know, controversies, controversies that come out of that biasness is you're arguing whether the fifth or sixth team in a league should should get into this giant field. And at that point, nobody even cares. You know what I mean? The second place team from a lesser conference, a so-called well versus there's the, there's only four slots available or 12 if you go with the with the entire New Year's six. Yeah. So all uh-huh. of a sudden, those spots come at a much more of a premium, and it magnifies those biases because there's real financial consequences uh, on how many teams that you do or do not get in. So I thought that the, if they jacked it to eight, that that would take care of the problem. But I'm starting to believe that it wouldn't take care of the problem because you just expanded it to 12, and it's, it's, it's not really settling anything. You know, I mean, ah, Jake, I, I just, uh, as long as humans are running the thing, I, I, I'm just not sure how that's going to be worked out. Well, find them. I, I think they would do a better job if there were eight. But if there were eight this year, and maybe this year is just screwed up even more, but if there were eight this year, then you'd be, we'd be arguing about who's eight, who's seven, who's nine, who's ten. Who's 11? Who's 12? Because we're already arguing about who's 11, who's 12, who's 13, who's 14. Well, that's why I like the idea of automatic qualifications if you do move it to eight, because there is the bar that you have to reach. Yeah. Uh, you well, know, the they, and champions especially. Right. And then if uh, you do that, you've got the five conference champions. You've got one, uh, the the best G5 team. And then you only have two other. Well, yeah. The, am I doing? Don't do math on the air. Two other at-large bids. So at least there we're just griping over two teams. 
So you know, if they have if they have this thing for they they, they have this accommodation for G five the best G five team, if BYU is independent, what does BYU do? How they they're in no man's land because they're not in the P five and they're not a G five team. So I mean, what how is the committee supposed to and what do you think is the reality of the way the committee views BYU? Because they obviously don't put them at a P5 level. Maybe if they played their original schedule this year, then maybe that would have changed. I don't know. Do you think it would have, or do you think the same problems would exist even if if uh, seven of the teams the the uh, the Cougars were playing were uh, were P5 teams? Would would this problem be avoided, or is it just doomed from jump? Because that's the way it seems. Well, see, this is the trap you're falling into, Gordon, which uh, we've talked about before, in that you are operating under the assumption that they are actually what happens on the field actually matters and not <laughs> your membership to the club. I'm not kidding. You know, those no. the, the, the G5 conferences absolutely don't want to include BYU because BYU doesn't share with anybody. And those leagues are protecting what already is theirs. You think the Mountain West Conference wants to see BYU get the auto G5 bid into whatever scenario we're talking about? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's so a, it's I a mean, team without it's a team without a country, right? And so, I I think how they recognize BYU is I think it's dumb. And I don't think it has anything to do with how good BYU is. And I think it's even more dumb that they give Notre Dame all these ridiculous uh, exceptions. Make them join a league. Why should they? Just because they're they the kind of half. Well, now they have, but not. But the the halfway in, halfway out of the ACC thing is dumb. Just bite the bullet and join a league for crying out loud, or give all the independents the same treatment. So what do you think would have happened this year if the if Notre Dame had not been playing as a part of the ACC? Same thing. They'd be in the same situation they're in now. Because they'd be, they're they'd be in the playoff because they're Notre yeah. Dame. And they, they're so special. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. We'll get to Austin's list coming up next. Sam Amick at 4. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Find a Chevy truck, car, or SUV built for your lifestyle. Listen every Monday morning to DJ and PK and every Monday afternoon to The Big Show for your Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Win great prizes from your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. There isn't much that makes Austin Horton angry. Wait, who are we kidding? Almost everything makes Austin upset. This is Austin's airing of grievances. The tradition begins with the airing of grievances. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code ZONE. Find out what they can do for you. We'll talk to Brenna coming up here momentarily. But right now, it is time for Austin's List. Our executive producer, Austin Horton, has an enemies list. Someplace you don't want to find your name. And uh, we add names to it all the time. Who are we putting on there today, Austin? There are three names going on the list today. All right. We'll start with any bad reporting out there. But specifically, this lacking report from the AP, that known, you know, the, the Associated Press. You'd think that they would have complete reports in all things that they do. Out of Chesapeake, Virginia... 
Federal law enforcement officials say they've seized nearly 5,000 fake karaoke machines. So I saw that and went, hmm, that ought to be interesting. Karaoke? What's a fake karaoke machine? What do they mean by that? And and they say they it's reported that they're now sitting in a Chesapeake warehouse and will likely be destroyed. Uh, it's because they were they came in from China. They were headed to consumers who had purchased them on Amazon. Officials are warning shoppers to be wary of counterfeit goods sold through sites like Amazon. End of report. There are no details. <laughs> As to what a fake karaoke machine is, why it's a problem, how they found it, what tipped them off, nothing. So, I hate that kind of reporting. Uh, there are no details and no answers. Not very thorough. Right. No. Second yeah, name. I'm glad, I, I, also, I'm glad that I got the uh, karaoke machine last year because I bought one, but that one. And it was a real some. machine? It wasn't imaginary? Yes. Yeah, I mean, what is what are they? They're suggesting that they're just empty boxes. I don't know. They said fake karaoke machines. They couldn't be empty boxes because they're going to destroy them. If I, I don't know, I don't know, and it, it's bothering me. So put some details in before you send that report out. Second right. name on the list: Oreo. Okay, the cookie. The cookie. <laughs> I love Oreos, and I still do love Oreos. But but over the years, you've noticed probably that they've sent out uh, an onslaught of weird flavors, like chicken wing flavored Oreos and watermelon, Swedish fish, wasabi, also normal things like cinnamon bun and apple pie. But you always normal. see these weird uh, flavors wait, being set Wait out. a second. What's the difference between normal and abnormal? Okay, have you ever had a chicken wing flavored cookie? <laughs> no, but you've had a cinnamon flavored cookie. Those go hand in hand. Okay. Right? Uh, right? I suppose. No, so no, no, I suppose. Right is the if answer. You, if you're, no, if you're operating you're out gonna of get a put on the box. list in about eight seconds. Oh, yikes. Okay, keep going. Well, uh, I've always kind of wondered, well, what's up with that? That's kind of weird. Well, it's diabolical. According to a report in the New York Times, they have admitted, Oreo Nabisco has admitted, that the reason they do this, the reason they send out all these weird, awful tasting and sounding cookie flavors, is so that you will continue to buy the regular classic oreos they you'll taste the ones that are new and you'll go "Ugh, i better buy six more boxes of the real ones and it's working so they're on the list for diabolical marketing wow that doesn't sound like it makes a whole lot of sense but okay and finally uh, a space force uh cadet who uh, missed some training. He was 30 minutes late for calisthenics or something. And his, uh, th- his uh, superior texted him and said, where are you? You need to be here. And he replied and said, YOLO, PS5, greater than sign, letters of discipline. He admits that he was missing and skipping calisthenics so that he could scour the nearby target for a uh, sought-after PS5 game console. Wouldn't that be going, uh, what do they call that, AWOL? Could that you, is exactly you be what it is. court-martialed for that? That's, and they said Ooh. that that's the next step, uh, and they highly considered it because of his uh, nonchalant YOLO response. But uh, how about this? Either sign up to uh, be in the Space Force or don't. Don't uh, sacrifice uh, the, the taxpayer's money so you can go be- get a PS5. Yeah, see, here's the thing. If, if we are going to trust this person with our nation's uh, arsenal of TIE fighters, <laughs> you need to be a little more f- f- 
dedicated. Do you want to be a Jedi or not? Huh? Yeah. Serious. Come on. Is it too much to, to ask you to show up on time for crying out loud? So there you go. Uh, the, the three bad reporting Oreos and space force PS five lovers. I don't make Star Wars jokes often, but there you go. Uh, great job, Austin. There you go. Another edition of Austin's List. We're going to talk to our friend Sam Amick coming up right around the corner, but Brenna is joining us once again from Built Bar. And uh, these delicious bars are just uh, incredible. Seven, 17 grams of protein? Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. And this little thing right here? Yeah. It really crazy. is incredible because, you know, a lot of protein bars are cardboardy gritty awful. you really have to choke just awful, awful. just terrible <laughs> you really have to choke them down but these are like you're presently surprised you're like taken aback by it they should be uh, prosecuted for false advertising when they put like a flavor on there right. it's like anything if this is labeled as anything other than cardboard i feel misled right because it says chocolate on the label and that ain't chocolate yes, let like me tell hard you hard pressed sawdust yeah, covered in imitation chocolate it's just awful and these are are wonderful they really yeah. they truly are delicious they really are so good i mean what protein bar has 18 flavors i mean Pretty that cool. alone is insane when you talk about the flavors you think you're talking about candy i mean peanut butter, uh, lemon cheesecake, banana Ooh. bread. Gordon, what was Lisa's you were telling us earlier? Coconut. Coconut. Like the coconut. There's coconut okay. and coconut almond. And they're both delicious. We they love both the sound cookies really and cream at our house. Ah, Austin's okay. in the cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. But yeah, like there's something for everyone, whether you have a nut allergy or not, there's once nut free. I mean, there's really something for everyone. I just, I love these bars and I want everyone to try them. And we are super excited celebrating our 12 days of Christmas. We brought back white chocolate for everyone that was requesting them. And we have white chocolate in bites. And bites are, you know, the fun size yeah, yeah, yeah. of easy. the protein bar. Mm -hmm. They're easy. I love to give them to my kids. I have a three and a one year old. Um, it stops their tantrums in the car we talked about. That's or helpful. if I just need like a quick bite, you know? Yep. Um, they're just like fun size protein bar, white chocolate cookies and cream, white chocolate sea salt caramel, white chocolate cherry sundae, and white chocolate coconut deluxe. So you got to get your hands on those. You know how I know you l love the product you're talking about here is because you are smiling <laughs> ear to ear when you get into the can flavors. You tell? And you're I'm like, just like giddy salivating. About the I'm like, you can probably hear. I'm like, oh, oh definitely comes through. Absolutely. Oh, you got to try it for yourself. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code zone at checkout and you'll get some amazing deals. Brenna, thank you very much. Thank you. Sam Amick joins us next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.